0: And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. of Believe in the Ivy League, the Sweet Sixteen edition. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, the Sweet Sixteen edition. Oh, oh baby, the Ivy Leagues are in the Sweet Sixteen. It's so awesome. Look, I I don't care what your alumni from. You know what I mean? Look, I went to Harvard. I I am rooting for Princeton. I don't care where are you like. You got to be excited about this. The Ivy Leagues are in the Sweet 16. It's so cool. Oh, man, is it cool. Guys, go check me out, TomBartonSports.com. TomBartonSports over on Twitter. Tom Barton Sports over on YouTube as well. Yeah, here we are. Um, the Princeton run, yeah, even, even by my standards, right, has come as a complete and utter surprise. I, I was doing some uh, national radio shows this week, and they uh, bring me in to be the Ivy League guy and uh, ask me my opinion. And I said kind of what I said on the show last week here against Arizona. I said, yeah, I think they could, I think they're going to play close. I certainly thought they would cover the spread. I thought they would lose by single digits. I I don't know, seven, eight, nine points, like that. Um, No, you got the win. Then for game two, I came out there and I told everybody, I think they're winning game two. Once they won game one, I I was on board. They're winning game two. And it's not the Princeton team that we've watched all year. Uh, I've watched this Princeton team all year, guys. This is not the Princeton team that we watched all year they are playing their best basketball by far. They are on an elite level. You could have went into the Ivy League tournament and said Princeton was the third best team in the Ivies. I mean, that, that that's fair. Penn was uh, on an eight game winning streak before losing an overtime game on Princeton's floor. Yale was really rolling and it was because Princeton was at home or so we thought. But what I really am impressed with is the offensive rebounds. They are pounding this glass like we've never seen Princeton all year long. They are dominating. That keeps them in every single game. That keeps them in every single game. So the Tigers are twenty-three and eight, a fifteen seed. They're going to take on the Blue Jays, twenty-three and twelve, a six seed. Obviously, the conferences are a little bit different. Obviously, um, you can argue that this is two of the best, best big men in the in the country. Tosan and Brenner, right? Uh, they uh, will be matched up against each other. This is a good one on one battle. Henderson against McDermott is really good. Mitch Henderson, very underappreciated, very underrated. I think we know that. So this game has all kinds of appeal. Let's also look at the idea that they put this game in prime time. This is going to be the prime time game. Why? Well, because there's a lot of appeal here. Now, Princeton, going back through a little history here, you know, Princeton made the Final Four in 1965. Bill Bradley, who. Some of you are going, wait, the politician? Yeah, he's also the Knicks star, Bill Bradley. We know about that. And the Tigers, uh, last Sweet 16 appearance came in 1967. The Tigers have had a great long history. The Tigers owned this conference for a long time, but they haven't gotten here in the new format, um, and, and especially in the life of most of the people probably listening right now. Creighton, meanwhile, on the other side, Creighton came from nearly nowhere, and they have become a stalwart. This is Creighton's fifth Sweet 16. It's their second one under McDermott. Um, they went back in 2021. This is, uh, they have one Elite Eight appearance. It took place all the way back in 1941, but Creighton was kind of the forgotten team for a while there. Now, all of a sudden, they are the powerhouse and Princeton is the underdog. So let's talk about Cal Brenner here, right? Defensive player of the year in the Big East. He's seven foot one, 260. He's averaging 16 points a game, six rebounds a game, and two blocks a game. Right. He also is really smart and a heady player. He doesn't foul a lot. So that's not something, oh, you know, foul the big guy. No, that's not something that happens. The good thing is that Princeton is a really well balanced and disciplined team. They don't foul a lot anyway, and they don't rely upon that foul. Like their game plan is not to foul the big guy, even if he was somebody. That got a lot of fouls. And the game plan isn't also, well, get inside and hope for the foul against the big guy. It's not their game. It's not the way that they play. So this falls into Princeton's favorite. Creighton in their four postseason games, Villanova against uh, uh, Villanova and uh, Baylor, um, 44%, almost 45% from deep. And they, they shoot a lot, 54, right? So you look at that. But against Xavier and NC State, 27%. A lot of this might come down to the three, right? A lot of this might come to that, and and here we go. Princeton shoots really well from the outside as well. So this might come down to who is the better three-point shooting team. It might come down to that. When you talk about three-point shots, Creighton is easily the best defensive team that Princeton's faced all year. I mean, they just are. You look at who, who this team is, yeah, maybe it's not a top 20 uh, defense, Creighton. But they came in at 23rd, according to most metrics. It's basically a top 25 defense. This is by far the best defensive team. And I'm mean, including, you know, when they struggled and put up a uh, 58 against Harvard in a win. Yeah, this is the best defensive team. So you're going to need not only the outside shooting, which is absolutely how you, you get, uh, you know, upsets and whatnot, but those mid-range jumpers have to fall as well. You're also going to need some help, right? You're going to need some help for the big man. So Kelman becomes a big component there and you're, you're, you worry about maybe the foul trouble of him and then here comes the, the rebounding, right? The Rebounding is everything to me. The rebounding has been phenomenal for this team. Like I said, Princeton's defense, right, has been pretty good. Princeton's defense is also one of the better defenses, yeah, you can say that, but I think they're going to have to win this on the offensive side. Like I said, the Blue Jays ranked 23rd, um, but I think that this is the offensive side of the ball. I think that Princeton has to hit their outside shots. They got to hit those mid-range jumpers as well. You could kind of let Cal Brenner do his thing, right? I mean, you could kind of let that, let him do his thing, and then you turn around and you go, but you got to get the offense. Let's not make too much about that Missouri defense, Okay. Uh, Missouri was, was ranked 320, uh, 62nd in defensive rebounding rate. Uh, just awful, okay? So when the Tigers grab 16 offensive rebounds and, and put them in you know, nearly 20 second chance points, that's huge. That's huge. But Creighton ranks 13th. So you have to crash the boards and hope to get it, but don't expect the same kind of success that you had last game. When you get into the Sweet 16 and you're an underdog team like this, a lot of what is in front of you is what you perceive as your game plan and whatnot. There are going to be times during this game that Princeton is thrown off of their game plan. There are going to be times in this game where they can't hit an outside shot or a three-point shot for five minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes. There's going to be those moments. There's going to be the moments that you're going to see Creighton crashing the boards and and having their success rate as opposed to Princeton's success rate, which they had last game. You're going to watch that under the basket, and it's going to be frustrating. Princeton has got to weather the frustration storm. The frustration storm, and keep their head on it. Because oftentimes what we see is when an upset underdog comes in and they're a 10-point underdog, which is the case here, uh, You know, they play well, and it's a little tight, and then they go through that stretch, that four, six, even eight-minute stretch, where they're not playing well. And all of a sudden, a four-point lead for Creighton turns into a 15-point lead, and then there's just no turning back. Princeton has to be able to weather the storm. And when they're going through their doldrums, when they're going through the point where, you know, uh, maybe there's a little foul trouble underneath, they can't hit the the, the three-point shot. It's going in and out, right? They're getting frustrated on the boards. They're getting beat on the boards. When you go through those points, that's when Henderson has to turn around and kind of reset the guys. Okay, guys, look, we're still in this game. There's going to be a point in this game that Princeton's losing. There's going to be a point in this game where Princeton's frustrated. There's going to be a few points in this game, I should say, where Princeton is probably frustrated. But Creighton has vulnerability. Creighton has lost games this year because they have the same kind of vulnerability. And if you are the underdog of a 10-point underdog, and you're a 15 seed against a seed and you are an Ivy League team against a Big East team, just make them scared. If Princeton was, is within four or five points with about 10 minutes to go, Creighton starts to feel the crunch. You gotta weather that storm early if you're Princeton, but you know what, Creighton, you could feel that crunch. I told you that I thought Princeton was gonna play well in game one. They they, they were gonna lose, but they were gonna play well in a loss. I don't think I could say Princeton's gonna win this game. I I don't think I can. I kind of want to, right? I kind of want to, so I'm gonna do it. I rolled with them in game two. They impressed me. I'm gonna roll with them. They're a 10-point underdog. I think that the Princeton Tigers can score enough here to make it real close. But for the fun of it, I'm going I'm to sprinkle something on the money line. I'll take a shot. I think Princeton's going to the Elite. Yeah, let's, why not? It's good for the show, right? If they go to the Elite Eight, guys, I'll have another show on top of that to preview the Elite Eight games. All right, enjoy the weekend, everybody. I hope that I talk to you for an Elite Eight Princeton preview. Have a good day, everybody.